Hello everyone and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast episode number 200 extraordinaire. For the first time in the history of this program, Steve and I are in the exact same room, specifically his bedroom. Wow, great to be here with you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want to do something a little, little different this week. Um, mainly because uh, we were both really busy and didn't have time to set up the show or, or do a bunch of stuff. So, in the spirit of the site and hyping up the Canadian game devs industry, uh, we're going to do our top five Canadian games of all time. This list <coughs> is based purely on personal bias and preference, and the one caveat is the whole studio should really be in Canada, so I won't be counting Apex Legends. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if there's one that I would like qualify like that, that wouldn't qualify for me. But yeah. like similar to like, I don't know, like Atomic Crops. I don't think it would be on either of our lists. I didn't play it. Mm-hmm. But that was like three guys, one in Toronto, one in Toronto, two, two elsewhere, two elsewhere. Yeah. I would like let that slide. But if it's like Apex Legends or <laughs> like no, or The Last of Us, how we found yeah, the one yeah. dude, <laughs> we found that one guy on The Last of Us. Shout out to Matt. Uh, I think he was in that Game Awards thing too. Remember with the person yeah, outside he? their window? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna do a, a little bit of a. Different episode this week. Um, of course, if you want to help us keep doing the site, patreon.com slash canadiangamedevs.com. You get the spiel every week. Let's just get right into it, Steve. What's up? What's your fifth? Oh, Can we do, let's do honorable mentions first. Some honorable mentions? I have a few. Okay. Because you've I, been doing this site three years longer than I've joined, right? Uh, yeah. It started in March 20... Uh, I don't even know. Six? Tw- six years ago? 2015. 2015? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like looking at my LinkedIn because I'm like applying to jobs. I'm like, when did I start this <laughs> stupid site? No, this is a great site. <laughs> so I wanted, but it was Toronto Game Devs. Mm-hmm. So I was more familiar with like the Toronto Game Devs scene. So like when Clay, for instance, released Death. Um, Mark of the Ninja? No, the, the, the dying one. Don't Starve. I was like, eh, whatever. But then when they worked with Capybara on Shipwrecked, I was like, okay. I'll check this out. And mm-hmm. then it wasn't really my cup of tea. So anyways, I have a few. So I have it on my phone. Okay, okay. I have a few honorable mentions. Just because I was like, uh, I want to give a shout out. Because mm-hmm. that's what we do here. Yeah. A Fold Apart. That yeah, was my game of the year. 2020. How long has it been? Oh, no. When did A Fold Apart come out? I don't know. Has it really been that long? 2019? It was your game of the year that year. 2017? No. That's yeah, what April it was 16th, now. 2020. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. 2020. Um, this, it just like hit me and, uh, I thought it was like, it was the long distance relationship story. Yeah, it was great. Uh, a graceful explosion machine. I also, which really I feel like game. might be in your top five, but I feel like another, cause the other caveat is we can only pick one game per, per studio. studio. That's true. So, so I feel like game. another one might be from them. Okay. Uh, Warframe. Because it's just been around so long, and I've jumped into it back and Winner forth. Winner of CanadianGameDevs.com's best ongoing Canadian game, 2020. That's right. Streets of Rage 4, because they did such a great job. TMT will probably just like trump all of these. It's probably going to be your game of the year this year. And then I put the N series, because I remember playing N. N, N++. Yeah, yeah. N, N+, N++. I remember playing N as like a Flash game in like high school, like 2003 or four. Wow. And then, knowing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And then when like... M Plus came out, but it was only on 360. I don't think that game ever came to PlayStation consoles. Mm-hmm. Maybe PSP, but I didn't. I didn't play it on it. And then M Plus Plus was like a PS4 exclusive, and I remember like thinking like this random Flash game I played like <laughs> when I was 15 is like Canadian developed and like one of the like first indie games like big hits like up there with Alien Homemade and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So 
That, those are my honorable. I don't know. Do you have honorable mentions? Do you even like think that? I've, it's kind of a cop out. But I feel bad because it's, it's probably a bunch of games I haven't beaten, but really liked. Like we both really liked Panzer Paladin. It's one yeah. of the tightest, one of those retro games from Tribute in Montreal I've ever played. Uh, I was also a huge fan of Art of Rally. We played on the stream for Extra Life, which we're probably gonna do this year. Oh yeah, we Maybe. gotta figure that. We'll out. figure that. Out. <laughs> a full of uh, a full of heart is also really nice, and it was another one where I kind of sit down, beat it in one sitting on stream. Um, I've also had <laughs> one of my top games is actually like one of those type of games where you you just like sit down and you play and you beat it in like two hours and you're just like that was, that was, good, that was good shit my list is, has some of those too yeah. uh, go so back yeah. on to Audacity I'm afraid that like it crashed I'm just constantly afraid that Audacity's crashed now. yeah we've had some Audacity issues of late um, for today we're recording uh, on one mic Steve's holding on his <laughs> desk because I forgot my stand and we're both just knee to knee doing this it's wonderful honestly I'm really glad we got to great. do this um, but yeah so honorable mentions out of the way good work could have no, been better number five <laughs> Uh, number five, Steve, what is your fifth greatest based purely on personal bias? I had to make sure that this was always developed in Canada because so many games in the series had, like, an effect on me, Mm -hmm. and I have so many fond memories, but I picked the NHL series. So, like, EA Vancouver, I looked it up, has been around since, like, 1989 or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's it's EA's oldest studio, so they worked on, they were, like, the NHL... 94 people mm-hmm. all the way so like the big ones for me were angel 94 like played that on genesis like i have it downstairs like mm-hmm. i played that sh- the shit out of that game it was so good and i wasn't even like a hockey guy mm-hmm. and then angel like 9 10 11 time was when i was like really in the hardcore like online mm-hmm. part of it and my friend and i had like because you would you would create your own dude and then like make your own team and then like battle other teams and it was like totally pay to win and i remember thinking like Back in the day, like, I was a poor student. <laughs> I was like, man, I can't wait till I have a job and I can, like, just fucking pay to win. And then they got, by the time I was, like, able to do that, they got rid of all that shit. I was like, oh, like, that was my chance, but I know people hate it. Um, and we had, like, practice teams. Like, we would have, like, we would have tryouts and stuff for, like, people in the community. And I made, like, some good friends mm-hmm. that were just, like, all online. Like, one of the people on our team worked at EA Vancouver. He was, That's like, fun. He was, like, a tester. And I was like, we gotta get this guy on the team. Like, mm-hmm. he definitely knows his shit. Um... And then, like, and the, I haven't played the recent, like, games as much, but, like, that series has just, like, basically been with me, like, since I was, like, six years old. So, you're counting the whole series? I'm counting the whole five? series, because, like... You can't do that. Why not? Because then I would pick, I don't know, the Mass Effect trilogy or something. No, no, because, like, Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 are very different games. Let's they be are. honest here. Angel, like, let's go Angel 16 forward is the same game. Angel, like, 8 to, like... 14 is the same game. Mm-hmm. Angel, like, 3 to... Or, Angel 93 to, the like, eras. 96. Like, the eras. I'm picking the eras. Okay. And it's my website, so you can't do anything. That's fair. <laughs> so, I pick Angel series. For okay, me, okay. Uh, What if it... Don't look, don't look. Oh. Uh, for number five, I think Mass Effect 2, probably my favorite... Triple A Canadian game, and it'll be the only Triple A Canadian game on my top five. I'm surprised you and I'm surprised you just didn't like So, I haven't played since... Whenever the legendary edition, or no, not that's a new one. Um, the collection trilogy came out on 360. That was I just played through all those games in one summer. And two, I remember just loving the characters, the story. And in retrospect, ten years later, I'd go back and probably be upset about the space cop politics and some of the representation of that game. But in my rose tinted nostalgic lenses, Mass Effect Two is is the goat. And then you can play it again in twenty years when you are like pro cop. Yeah, I'm gonna have gone full <laughs> like, all the way wait around. a minute. 
when I'm running for the... The shepherd guy is actually, like... <laughs> <laughs> the shepherd guy should have had less rules, actually. Um, but yeah, Mass Effect 2, the green guy, his arc got me to Thanos. Garrett? Is that Garrett? King? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That, I'm not... I'm not from... If I had to pick a Bioware game, it probably would have been, like, Dragon Age. Mm. Um, I'm not, like big on Bioware as much as like other people are. I never played their PC games. Mm-hmm. I never played I barely barely played one. Mm-hmm. I played two. I never even touched three. And I played a little bit of Andromeda, but that was not Bioware proper. <clears throat> and they're not like they're not the studio to me that they are to like other people. Mm-hmm. So like they I mean to be honest when I was thinking like games, I was like they didn't even they didn't even like come up. <laughs> it's probably mind. the only probably my favorite triple A Canadian game. Safe to say. Yeah. Right. Uh, what do you got for number four? Number four is oh, you know what? I had them in my, I listed them twice, so I put them in my honorable mentions. But actually, I did list them in number four, so I so I'm fine with this decision, even though I'm. But I put it fold apart because yeah. it was my it was my game of the year. That's why I, I remember what I did. Now I was listening to games, and then I was putting them. I was like, okay, where do they fit? Mm-hmm. Make sure I didn't. Okay, um, yeah. So fold apart. Is the long distance lightning round games in lightning round games in Toronto, mm-hmm. and the one of the guys it was in the long distance relationship. My wife and I started as a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. It hit. It just hit a little bit different. <clears throat> um, it is also one of those games that I just like played and beat within like two hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's like extra chapter that I need to go back because I get like a dog. Or something them in, like yeah, yeah. You, they, they adopt the dog. There's like a silver trophy that I gotta gotta get. You're at zero. You're at less than 100. percent Like 83 percent or something like that. I know. Um, but the game just like hit me mm-hmm. and, um, the puzzles were actually like, I thought the puzzle mechanic was like pretty cool. It was well designed. Definitely. Some of them were like confusing that I like was, had to like use the hint system for or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember like playing on the iPhone and the controls weren't as tight. And I was just like, oh man, like fucking it doesn't fold the way I want it to fold. But then I played on PS4 mm-hmm. and like just with the buttons is just like a game changer. So it's on Switch. We should probably say where all these sins are. So That's NHL true. Series has been on everything ever since dawn time. They don't need our help. Yeah, they don't need our <laughs> help. Um, neither does Bioware. They, get, they have their own problems right now. Oh, they're fine. Um, and um, But Fold Apart is pretty much on everything. It's on. Yeah. It's probably still on Apple Arcade. Probably. That's the, definitely the cheapest way to play it. Yeah. Um, it's on, And I think it's on Switch. It's on PS4 for sure. I yep. think it's on, th- on Xbox oh, One. We, we can fact check this. We have the technology. We have the technology. Nintendo Switch, iOS, PC... TVOS, Mac, What's Xbox it? One, and PS4. What's TVOS? I think that's... That's not the Apple TVOS? One. Is that Apple? No. That's the... Let's see what TVOS is. What if that's, like, just a generic TV app store thing? Oh, it didn't open. TVOS is an operating system for like Apple? Apple for the second oh. generation app and later Apple TVs. Oh, huh. is there Apple TV then? Oh, so understand. probably you can do Apple Arcade that way yeah. too. Oh, that would be... Maybe that that's worth it. Um, so anyways, a full apart playing mm-hmm. raw games. Good shit. Good shit. Uh, my number four... Don't look at my screen. Yeah. My number four... I'm going to have to give it to Guacamelee, specifically Super Ooh. Turbo Championship Edition, which was the one I 100%ed. Um, I got all the trophies and all the achievements because it was, a, I think, a game with gold, and I bought it on PlayStation. Mm. So I had it twice, and whenever I was in, like, I don't want to play anything right now, I'm like, actually, I want to play Guacamelee. Yeah. The site started because of Guacamelee. Yeah. Um, and Drinkbox, probably one of, like, the the most consistent Canadian studios. 
I would say. I would say that, yeah. Um, and, of course, very excited for Nobody Saves the World, but Guacamole. What's there to say that hasn't been said already, Steve, on this program and, on this, and dozens on of others? This was basically just a Guacamole like, stand account for like half a year when I was trying to figure out like all the other Toronto game developers and stuff. I'm just like, Guacamole is just like... It's great. It's, yeah, it's dope. It, it will appear on my list, okay. so we can, the, uh, we can save it, I guess. Or, I was going to say the... Um, Super, super super Turbo Championship Edition uh, also added that uh, I think Hell like challenge mode, which I also really enjoyed. Um, yeah, that was that say, was uh, yeah that was DLC from the original. Okay, it added like a new part of the map, like a new world, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. and costumes and shit like that. And the um, <coughs> the pioneer or a pioneer of the Metroidvania genre, probably like yeah, kind of yeah, it kind of hit. Because now, when, by the time Guacamelee 2 came out, we played, like, we got, like, a new Metroidvania, like, every month. Mm-hmm. But when when it, when it the first one came out, it was, I don't it wasn't a new genre, obviously, but it was, like, I don't think the indie scene had, like, hit it yet. Mm-hmm. And another one on my list, actually, the next one on my list kind of has that good timing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where the sequel, like, I just haven't, because, like, I like Guacamelee 2, but it was kind of, like, it wasn't as, like unique i guess mm-hmm. when it came out because i was like this is great more guacamole and this is what i wanted and i would i would actually kill for a guacamole three i think mm-hmm. i would play it yeah i think they should go back um but it was like the timing of that first one was just like this is dope shit plus yeah. i played on the vita which you know as we all know is vita means life steve yeah oh, i just heard my baby crying so that's good <laughs> <laughs> what's your number three so the number three is, I wrote Rogue Legacy, and then in parentheses, I wrote Vita version and no other versions. Why only the Vita version? Because <laughs> this is the only one I played. Oh, I was okay. just joking. Um, Coming to Steam Deck. That's right. Rogue, Rogue Legacy 2. This is one of the games where it's like, the timing was right. Where it's like, this was before the Rogue-like light craze that just is in every fucking game that comes out now. Mm-hmm. And I remember just playing on Vita. It's just like a perfect fit, and... You know, you level up in it, which is kind of like the way I like these games, and and the the like the the gimmick around it of where like your your next of kin or whatever has like weird traits, so it might be like a giant like one life or like have no magic or something like that. Plus, your the skill tree is just like pretty in depth, and it's a hard game. And I've been meaning to like I actually have it like re-download on my Vita because I wanted to like go back because like I beat it, but then I guess like you can kind of go back and beat the bosses again mm-hmm. and I, I never ended up doing that but I remember like watching my old roommate play it on PC and just being like oh this game looks pretty sweet and then it came to Vita and it was just like a, it was like the per- like it was like the perfect Vita game mm. like pixel type platforming and you know fucking difficult and I think there's like a trophy to beat it like within less than like 15 lives or something like that I'm like there's no way I can do that. Um, but yeah, that's my number three. From Cellador Games, and it's pretty much on everything. Intro. And Rogue Galaxy 2 is... Is this Cellular the Axis? I think it is, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they tweet out the Steam Deck thing. So. They got one. So. Uh, my third pick would be Depenier Nocturne. Oh, that's right. Which I want to highlight because I think specifically in terms of like Canadian games, like... And I love to shit on Quebec, Steve. We know, we know, <laughs> we know my thoughts on Quebec. But... Quebec's beautiful, obviously, and the the nightlife culture in, in a lot of cities, specifically co-op mode, is in Montreal, um, and the game is uh, published by them, developed by one of the um, programmers there, J.P. Lackey, or designer, sorry, and it's kind of just about 
nightlife Quebec culture, and there's a lot of Canadianness in this uh, story you go to. It's a first person. Real, there's no like it's not a challenging or difficult game. You're uh, you're going to a shop on your way home to get a little present for for your bichette, which is French for your 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 little love or something. And yeah, it's a uh, it's beautiful. It's I think a really good little little time capsule of probably Quebec nightlife honestly and, and uh is there like multiple i don't know if endings is the right word but like multiple like gifts i guess you can get yeah, yeah. yeah like you can play it's like 30 minutes mm-hmm. but then you can just play it again it's like kind of yeah i played it like six times yeah and yeah i got a lot out of it really liked it i was my runner-up for favorite game of 2020 Canadian game of 2020 uh yeah shout out to jp lackey hope they hope co-op mode keeps making little mini things good hype for goodbye volcano high goodbye but yeah um, um, yeah, it's my number three. Nice. Um, also on itch.io and Steam. Yeah, it's only it's only like two bucks or something, right? It's so cheap. Yeah, I I've been meaning to pick it up because it's it's, a, it's one of those it's another Steam Deck game. You know mm-hmm. what I uh, discovered yesterday? I didn't I didn't know this, but TMNT was like delayed to next year. Oh, was it? Yeah, someone on my Twitter, like I on my personal that. Twitter, like tweeted about it. I was like, fuck. Like it negates <laughs> my earlier probably your game of this year. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, so it's Steve's game of 2022. But now I don't have to worry about like what comes out first, that or Steam Deck. Cause, That's like, true. Because I got my December Steam Deck. So I want to like clean up on like Steam games mm-hmm. once Steam Deck comes out. I can't wait. Uh, and you, you're getting a taste of like my life where it's just like, here's how much time I get to play video Steve games. Steve has no time to play games. <laughs> last night, last night I kind of, I did get a peek into the life. He sat down after putting some feet of bed, played like 20 minutes of Jet the Far Shore, did like two puzzles in Resident Evil One remake. <laughs> I was like, I'm tired. I'm good. <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. Yeah, that's. I gotta like focus, and I've been having, I've been dropping games too. Where it's like, I want to play Tales of Arise, but when the fuck am I gonna have time to play, play a like JRPG? like a 40, 50 hour JRPG? Like, yeah, I might as well wait till Sophia's in college and that game is like <laughs> free on PlayStation Seven or something like that. Steve's retirement is on a beach for the Steam Deck <laughs> <laughs> and the PS Vita and the PS Vita. <laughs> Uh, all right, number two falls in line of the play at one time. I play it like you know ninety minutes or so, but I just recently got back to it to one hundred percent the trophies. But it's home from Benjamin Rivers mm. again. This is on everything. It came out in like two thousand eleven or something originally on mm-hmm. iOS, and it's on the Switch. Like Switch just got a version like this year, last year. Um, so this is like a narrative two D like puzzle game i guess where you're just kind of like connecting the pieces and what was really cool about it is you kind of wake up and it's just like you don't know the story and you're sort of piecing the story together mm-hmm. and there's multiple endings and multiple ways to kind of like get through something and, and within that you kind of build like what happened it's basically like a dude wakes up and and there might be some infidelity and someone and there's like a murder or something like that mm-hmm. and you don't know if you killed it or like or killed the person and, and all this stuff and I remember, like, playing it, and it was, like, I remember, like, Heather went, my wife went downtown to, like, pick up her cousin and come back. So I was, like, okay, I got, like, an hour and a half to play it. And I remember Benjamin Rivers tweeting something along the lines of, like, play it in one sitting with headphones. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, yes, do that. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and I was, like, damn, that was, that was pretty cool. And then I remember there was, I don't know if the site's still up, but there was, like, a home sort of form where you go and you place your story mm. and like what you think happened. So I remember thinking like, oh, this is what happened. And then I went on and read and like had completely different interpretations of like what happened in the game. I was mm. like, yo, that's, that's fucking, that's cool. Yeah. And then I just recently like 
this year, like within the last couple months. Because like on PSN profiles, it shows that it like took seven years to like get 100% <laughs> of the trophies. Um, like replayed and got like the different endings and stuff like that. So I can see like how you have like a different interpretation based on like what you did kind mm-hmm. of at the very end. But Home is like such a dope game and I like all his other games. Um, oh man, fucking what's the space one? A tale, uh, Alone with You. Alone with You and then Alone. Worse Than Death. Worse Than Death. And those are good games, but I think like Home is like the banner. That's the one that you knocked out of the park. So okay. One with Home is my second favorite Canadian, all time. Canadian game of all time. Excellent. What will number one be? I don't know. I have a sneaking <laughs> suspicion. I know. Uh, for number two, I'm going to give it to Darkest Dungeon. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I love Darkest Dungeon. So I've never beat hard. it. I've so probably played difficult. like 60 hours of Darkest Dungeon. I've never beat it. Really? Yeah, I might never beat it. I've never beat a roguelike. Um, but I just love the atmosphere of that game. The narrator, obviously. So mm-hmm. hype. Um, the, the, the nail-biting moments in Darkest Dungeon uh, are my favorite. Like when you just, just scrape out of a fight with one guy who's like one stressful encounter from like just running away or just having a heart attack and dying and then you get out with all the treasure and like wow that was lit and then the next game I, or the next run in I lose everything yeah then you're just done <laughs> and it's cause those, that kind of like uh, abrasive design I would say that uh, turns a lot of people off the, the Souls games or, or other challenging games uh, really really works for me in Darkest Dungeon um, I will say mostly illegible on the Vita yeah, it's, slightly it, less illegible on the Switch it is so t- that's the version that I, that's where I have it I think it's cross by so I should play it on the PS4 mm-hmm. but like I'm pl- I try playing on the Vita and I'm like I can see that this game is like cool and unique mm-hmm. but like yeah there's too much shit yeah. going on it's designed it's designed first and foremost for PC yeah. I play it on PS4 on a big TV that's how you should play it yeah you need all the screen real estate and as, mm-hmm. as much as you can get i don't know how it is on switch like dock um undocked or whatever the switch I, screen I is bigger it's a little bit better than the vita <laughs> yeah but like yeah you need need a big screen lots of small text do they share the trophy list i wonder i should just download it on lots of 10 point font and uh really complicated uh ui uh, that is hard to navigate on a small screen which actually i'm kind of selling not selling it for for number two but i really love darkest dungeon uh, the art style is gorgeous. Shout out to Trudy Castle, I believe, on Twitter. One of the artists at Red Hook Studios in Vancouver. Uh, they're also a fun follow because they just have a little Link's Awakening amiibo that they go on hikes around BC and just put it places and take pictures. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Love the studio, love the team. Very excited for Dark Ascension 2. Um, so, yeah. It shares a it shares a trophy list with the Vita. So, so it's I like should, PS4 Vita? Yeah. Okay. I should, uh, I should just re-download. I should, get, I should abandon the Vita version. And, you should. Because I'm pretty sure it's cross-buy, too. Because I remember... It's cross-save and cross-buy. Because the only... Right now, the only way to get... They, they've stopped doing sales on Vita. Like, mm-hmm. there's no... So the only games that go on sale on Vita are ones that are cross-buy with the PS4 version. The oh, PS4 version goes on sale. Yeah. Um. So that's, like, what... That was, like, I think... One of the guys that follows us on Twitter, Dave of War, mentioned to me because he likes difficult games, mm-hmm. and he mentioned he's just like, oh, the like the Vita version's like fifty bucks right now, but you can get the cross buy PS4 version for like five dollars right now because mm-hmm. it's on sale. I'm like, oh, you fucking <laughs> god damn it, <laughs> Steve. What is your all time favorite Canadian game? Uh, Guacamole. Guacamole. Yeah, obviously the OG. Um, yeah, I mean we were you already like praise it. I think that's is that the only intersection of our list? I think so. What's not because your number one isn't hasn't been. Oh, you don't know. My, you know what my number one is too. I think just because I know what, what your number one is. I I well, I'll be interested to see. I, I, I'm interested in one that didn't. Maybe, maybe it did make your list. I'm, I actually don't know what your number one is. 
April 9th, 2013, Guacamole launched uh, for PS3 and Vita. Yeah, I didn't play it at launch. I played it on Christmas break that mm. year. So okay. I played it on Vita. And I remember playing it and beating it and being like, that was fucking dope. Mm-hmm. And then I had DLC. So I was like, yes. So I bought it like right away. Mm-hmm. And it was that challenge room. And I forget the other. I think the other DLC was just like costumes. But mm-hmm. the the challenge room was one of them. And um, the game was just dope. Like, it was, it was like, damn, this is dope. And then I remember talking to my friend just being like, yo, Guacamelee is like awesome. And I found out they're in Toronto somehow. Probably just Googled them. Mm-hmm. I was like, wonder what else is in Toronto talking to my friend about it he was like i don't know there should be a site and i was like there should be a site <laughs> and then that's what someone's checking on that and then there was a twitter account that became a tumblr and tumblr's garbage it was all porn garbage. and now it's nothing yeah. and then, then i made Thanks like the actual too. site yeah so um yeah guacamole like it's on everything now it's on Switch, everything and Windows, it really Mac. if if we i know i imposed a limit of uh only one one game per studio I don't know if Guacamelee Two would have made my list, but I think Severed Severed, Severed would have made yeah. would have made my list because Severed is also like a dope like dope Vita game, um, and it's one of those things where it's like because I think it's on Switch, it's on iOS, and I like I don't want to play it like it's now just like in my mind where I'm like this game is just amazing mm-hmm. and I don't need to like play it no, ever yeah. again. Um, it's a contained experience. Whereas Guacamelee, I did play the Super Turbo Championship Edition. Super Turbo no, Championship, Championship Edition. Um. And that and platinum that, I think I platinum all their games. No, not the mean blobs. Not mean blobs. It doesn't have platinum. It's just a bunch of bronze, right? Yeah, and and I think one of them is like because there's like a par time in every course, and you gotta like beat the par time, and I mm-hmm. usually don't want to do that shit. Don't want to speed in. No. So, but severed guacamole one and two got the platinum. Good, your boy. Good Multiple platinum guacamole. So yeah, I did on Xbox One and PS4. Uh, Metroidvania beat em up action adventure. I would agree with those. And the humor too is like awesome. They mm-hmm. always throw in the memes and stuff mm-hmm. too. It's References, like... all the Easter eggs, the other things. Yeah. And then the Easter eggs change when you go to the night world. Yeah. Yeah. Like this... the 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 chicken is like turned into a skeleton Skeletons, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's Just awesome. Dripping with style. All right, number one. I think I know what it is, but I'm not sure. My favorite game, King of Game ever made is Celeste. Oh, right. I didn't even think By about Matt that. By Matt Makes Games in Vancouver. Right. Fuck, I forgot uh, all that's lost. Banger OST, the best platformer ever made. An actual compelling and interesting story, which I wasn't anticipating going in, because I knew Matt Makes Games from the Ouya exclusive limited time Tower Fall Ascension. Tower Fall Ascension. That me and 99% of everyone else who ever played it played after it left Ouya. But, yeah, uh, it was a PS4 Plus game. Yeah. That's how I have it. I uh, recently played through again on the Switch version because the Switch adds six-player multiplayer mode and goes widescreen. So you know how it's like oh. four by three with the borders? Yeah. Uh, the Switch mode, I think, is the definitive Towerfall Ascension mode or, or version. Um, but yeah, Well, you didn't play the Ouya version. Before, I didn't, actually. That's true. Yeah. All that to say, going into Celeste, I was like, oh, these people, like, they know game design. They know mechanics. They know pixel art. That's their strong suit. And then the story in Celeste, this very obvious analogy of, of a woman with depression trying to get over this mountain, mm-hmm. just like try, she's trying to get over something in her real life, which sounds super like um, shallow, not shallow, but like kind surface level. Yeah, oh. it's it sounds like that. But w- once you get into it and the, the character Theo, I, I would say is probably one of the, the best characters in any game I've ever played. And the actual like ways they work through her issues together, that like she she at one point he teaches her a breathing exercise. That yeah. At yeah, one yeah. point, sometimes in my life when I get really like I'm just like fuming, 
I will like think back to Celeste and think about the the floating feather and be like, I'm gonna breathe out for a little bit. I'm gonna breathe down for a little bit. I'm like, okay, we're good. <laughs> Don't we're they good. do the five step thing too, where it's like you gotta think uh what's something you can touch what's something you can smell or what's one thing you can touch what's two things you can smell what's three things you can hear or something like that it's like potentially i haven't played it since 2019 yeah i don't know i might i might just be like thinking of like the actual technique but yeah celeste i'll give you that one um it's not really like it's i think we talked about this like it's the platformer where it's like the difficulty feels like artificial because you just like die and then you just start at the back like the front of the the world mm-hmm. and it's just like it's wow. all screen based yeah yeah and there's like there's no like, there's... so I, I remember you saying like for your to your mind it's like I, I don't feel like i overcame anything i feel like that was just the run where i made it through yeah and like if i tried it like 10 times before i would or after i would still just die mm-hmm. so like, i didn't ever felt like i was getting better at the game mm-hmm. and then eventually it has like great accessibility options mm-hmm. which are great for accessibility reasons but also to get platinum <laughs> trophy so i just like turned on them all on just to ex- watch the story and then like get all the what is it apples or cherries or whatever strawberries uh, strawberries yeah. and it has like some cool like has that retro version in the game yeah. too so that it was originally a pico 8 game jam game that they've then of course put into celeste you can find and play yeah. and beat it um but yeah the characters in celeste are also good the the, the hotel keeper the, the old lady Theo, Madeline, Badeline. Also, I first saw that and I was like, Badeline? And I hated it. And then like 20 minutes later, I was like, actually, that's that's genius. So I love Badeline. The soundtrack, of course, I still listen to while I'm working. Um, we have the Viber reveal of their next game, but... Earthshade or something? Something like that. Yeah. The farewell chapter they added, too, is really, really good. And in terms of like... The, my favorite Celeste screens are like... Um, the ones where like... It will from in, in one like all the way le- from left to all the way right will be like three minutes of you doing something, but it'll take you an hour to like get to the point where you can do it like that. But then once you do finish that run, I always save like save my last couple of minutes of footage. Mm. I just wanted to go back and watch me do it because it just felt so. And yeah, what'd you play it on? Switch? I played on Switch. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent on Switch. Uh, did all the C sides. The B sides are great. The C sides were kicking my butt. Uh, and then I haven't actually finished chapter nine because it actually, there's a wave dash mechanic, which I actually didn't learn until Celeste. I just heard tossed around. Um, but you need to actually use the wave dash to beat chapter nine. And I'm like really close to the end. I looked up a guide. I think I'm like two or three screens away, but yeah, it's, it's brutally difficult, but they do that. That accessibility mode is great. And, and so I had friends who speak of another Canadian game were trying to play cuphead and were like, I can't, I can't play cuphead. I just can't figure it out. And then I was like, you should play Celeste. It's a 2D challenging game, but there's a accessibility mode you can mess, mess with. And, and my friend um, Cassie beat Celeste using this accessibility mode because she was able to tune the experience to like her ability and the story connected with her. And <clears throat> yeah, and also it's weird because there's been this whole, not weird, there's kind of this meta thing happening with like the developers, uh, Matt Thorson, Noel Berry, uh, Lena Rain, and a couple others. Um, Lena Rain's transgender musician working on it and Madeline as a character sort of like over the development of the character in chapter nine like sort of is revealed to be transgender on uh, HRT and in that way it's like a much more personal experience mm-hmm. and, and I don't know I just they added a level of appreciation for me because it is kind of not autobiographical but it's drawing on their 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 lives yeah Celeste is it was on Game Pass at one point 
I don't know if it still is. It's on a lot. It's basically on everything because it was on. A, it was free on Epic Game Store too. Um, oh yeah, PS4, Switch, Xbox, all the PC platforms, Stadia. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I have a few. I follow a few Stadia fanboys on. <clears throat> pardon me on Twitter. And they're just like they always like tweet good stuff about Stadia. I was like, yeah, you need a little bit of yeah good Stadia vibes. I'm surprised. Um, um, Super Crush KO didn't make your list. Super Crush KO is really good. The honorable mention, I guess. Yeah, it's Super Crush KO is like. Was it, wasn't that your favorite game? Of it was my favorite game of last year. Uh. I don't know. Definitely Nocturne like stays with me in a way. Super Crush KO didn't like. The, it's tight. The 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 cutscenes are really pretty. Art by Gabby Duranzo. Now at Gearbox, so mm-hmm. sorry for the nobody saves the world cutscenes are probably gonna slap. Can't wait. Um, next but, year. Next year. Come to Game Pass 2, I think, right? Or I think so. I, don't I think know. so. I'm always, I think so. It's always weird. Yeah, like, you just assume every indie game you hear about is coming to Game Pass until you look it up and you're like, oh, I have to pay for it? Yeah. On its own? Especially <laughs> if it's like an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. So. If I see it in the ID at Xbox thing, like when um, Mighty Yells, the big con, wasn't on Game Pass, I was like, oh, I just kind of assumed it was in the ID <laughs> Xbox stream. But yeah, yeah, Super Crush is really good too. Uh, Vertex Pop and Toronto. So those are, those are the top. So no no overlap no one overlap, overlap. Guacamelee overlap. overlap of course of course I would I would have to like require that actually yeah <laughs> yeah um, so top nine games yeah top nine <laughs> Canadian games of all time for this special in person recording episode two hundred Steve how's it feel big two zero zero it's kind of crazy it's been a while it has been a while it's been a long time the only other in person uh, podcast I did is back in the day when it was Brett and Dan. Mm-hmm. We were all supposed to meet at Dan's house, and Dan is the like composer of like for Thirteen M Games. So and, our, had, and our intro, and our uh, or outro, intro, one of them, one of them. I think intro. <laughs> I have it written down. At no home. outro. He did the outro. Okay. Because I I need the intro first, and Jake Button did the intro, mm-hmm. and then Dan. I was like, Dan, do the outro, and thankfully he did it <laughs> instead of just Thank telling you, me to go fuck off. <laughs> And then he joined the podcast, and then but we were all supposed to meet at his place, and he's like a recording art like musician composer guy he would know how to record in the same room with two mics and uh, but then brett didn't show up like he didn't come so mm-hmm. we had to do two people in studio mm-hmm. and then brett online and mm-hmm. he was like i don't know how to do this and, and i ended up just going like upstairs <laughs> i don't remember what episode that was but this is the only time that's been uh, hopefully it's not like garbage it probably sounds echoey. hopefully it's not garbage we we tried doing two mics we kept getting echoes i'm not a professional audiologist i'm not a professional then so Professional um, audio guy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm tired. I can't. Me too. This has been th- episode 200. If you want to help us cover the Canadian Dev scene uh, and back to our regularly scheduled programming for 201, uh, that's Patreon.com/slash Canadian Devs. Um, yeah. Sorry, just reading text messages. It's okay. No worries. Um, I'm happy with that. We got a tight 30 minute top nine list. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone. Should we add a tenth? A tenth. Because well, would it be like we shuffled our list together like a deck of cards? Just like one under one, two under two, and then we just pick a ten? What would be... What would, like, I don't, I don't know. Probably something we both liked would have to be number ten. A lot. Because you weren't feeling Warframe. Not especially. Not my cup of tea. I don't. Did you play Street to Rage 4? No. Hmm. I don't really like those style of games. No, that's fair. Great Soul um, Explosion. I think Great we differ. I, really I didn't play Super Crush KO, mm-hmm. but we differ on. But like, would you like Super Crush KO more than a Great Soul Explosion? Machine? That's tough because because they are. Hmm. 
I don't know. I thought, let's give it to Grace Full Explosion Machine. All right, you get the, 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 you ten, get the number you get ten. The number 10. Congratulations, uh, uh, winner Gagne. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's it. Cheers to two hundred more, Steve. <laughs> this June, uh, oh, we'll, we'll be melted by then. Don't we? Will, yeah. We'll be recording on on our roofs, holding our our, our cell phones up to get. I'm above, uh, I'm, I'm quite a bit above the water, so I'm... Owen Sound, yeah, coming in, it's, uh, also coming into Owen Sound, oh, also I'm in Owen Sound with Steve, I don't know if I said at the top, the sign when you come in is like, where you want to live, and I was like, that's a bit aggressive. That's their, that's you're their asking me, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Sound's a ravine, so like, the, when you're, you come in on a hill and you're always like, have to drive down, so mm-hmm. it's... It's good scenery for driving. It's beautiful. I've never been to this town before. Driving down, like, there's two biking, church steeples popping up. Biking sucks in this town, though, because it's all hills. It's yeah. just, like, fucking giant, giant <laughs> hills. But anyways, that's episode number That's episode two. number 200. Bye. Bye.